0: Good evening and welcome, everyone, to another edition of Fandom Talk. Uh, tonight's top story, we do have Phantom Defense Court happening here in just a little bit. But we wanted to kind of start uh, start off with something a little bit new. We were going to, uh, with the podcast that we do and everything, we were going to try and start uh, basically just adding something in at the beginning, kind of talking about the week as a whole a little bit, um, if a lot of fandom stuff happened, you know. Um, honestly, this week, um, besides, like, Couple of things happening in the DCEU, which was kind of weird. Um, you know, Henry Cavill might come back. Henry Cavill might come back. You know, so that's some some crazy stuff happening there. Um, you know, um, which is stuff that we'll probably be talking about in future podcasts and everything as we get closer to them and everything. Um, but this week, we actually want to talk about something that's been pretty exciting. Um, something that we have been very excited to see, really, uh, and that's Space Force. Um, it's on Netflix. It is a uh, it is an, an adult comedy there's a good amount of language in it so you know maybe not one for the uh, younger audiences if uh, if you got kids around or anything um oh excuse me it was written and created by greg daniels who um who did the off who did the american version of the office um but it was also written and created uh or co-created by steve carell himself who also stars in the show um basically the basic premise of the show is that um the president has wanted us to create a space force and this newly uh newly decorated four-star general is the one who's going who is in charge of that and that's steve carell's character um and basically from there um different kind of hikings ensue involving trying to uh trying to get us back up into space and everything and uh um uh, me and me and uh josh over here have only uh have only watched the first three episodes but it's been absolutely hilarious um the in the third episode there is a scene that i do not want to spoil for anyone but i i was crying i was laughing so hard um it was it was uh it was pretty pretty good um and i think uh al you said you, you've actually uh you've actually finished the series haven't you
1: um, I haven't finished it quite yet. I've got um a couple episodes left, but, but um, I'm I'm a good part of the way through it, and um, and like here's the thing: I know it's come out to kind of um some diverse reviews uh, and things like that, but I think I think it's great. Um, probably my favorite thing about the series that I've seen so far is um how 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 end uh um the jokes are. Um uh, just because you know it's it's a show that like has a good bit of political commentary in it, but um the satire and the jokes are very evenly distributed. Um you know there's there's a character who's who's kind of um who's kind of a hyper olick presentation of aoc there's um, a character who's kind of a satire on Pelosi. there's a character who's kind of a satire on senator nz graham um and like i don't know i feel like a lot of times nowadays with political uh, comedy and stuff it's very pointed and targeted but um something i've really enjoyed is just kind of how how even and how very fair um, it is, you can tell that they're doing it for the sake of of comedy and p- p- pointing out um, the the extremes and the abs- absurdities rather than having any kind of um, a political agenda, uh, which is something I'm really um, enjoying and I'm respecting right now. But, yeah, I'm all in on it. I'm all in on Space Force.
0: Yeah, I, de- I definitely agree. Uh, especially, like, like like I said, that the scene that I was referencing in, in the third episode that involves pretty much every character that you were just talking about. So, no, definitely, I I, I definitely I definitely really enjoy uh, enjoy that aspect of it as well. Um, Jenny, as the kind of resident office fan, we we all love the love the Office, but.
2: Not much as you do.
0: Not as much as Jenny does, you know. What are what have your have been your thoughts of, of Space Force so far and how, how far are you in the series?
3: Um I'm only on like the fifth episode, but I mean I am thoroughly enjoying it. Um, it it is hard for me to I still keep seeing Steve Carell as Michael Scott, which is weird because like in movies and other shows I've seen him in, I'm really good at separating that. But I think in this character, maybe he dialed into that just a tad bit. And so Mm -hmm. I keep thinking like, Michael Scott, you're back, you know, but like, it's not overpowering. I think it's just a me thing. I don't think, but I I do love it. Um, And it still has like, you can definitely tell it's a Greg Daniels, you know, show, Um, I, and, um, I think said this, like, uh, it's definitely his best first season of any series. I think so far, you know, like I said, I haven't watched the whole thing, but I'm definitely a fan.
0: Absolutely. Definitely. Uh,
2: Uh, so far, uh, we haven't talked about him yet, but so far to me, the standout has been John Malkovich as Dr. Mallory, who is (laughs) basically playing the straight man, which, for whatever reason, makes everything he says even funnier.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and so, I mean, I'm a huge John Malkovich fan anyway. I mean, John Malkovich should be in just about anything. He just, he uh, he brings a certain menace to everything he's in, whether it's reading, uh, you know, The Night Before Christmas mm-hmm. to a bunch of kids on Saturday Night Live <laughs> uh, or, you know, or just like, you know, this really ultra-scientific, you know, uh, thinker on this show where, you know, he's just, he just anti- everything that the military is trying to do here so far um i really i really enjoyed his character quite a bit and uh, i that's the guy i'm really uh really vibing with right now to, to quote out mm, yes vibing as, as we do yeah um yeah no
0: i'm i'm very excited to see where the story goes um like i said we're only about three episodes in but it's already been just hilarious as well as uh you know it's with with Greg Daniels and, and the stuff that he's done, me, of course, the primary thing I know him from is from The Office. You know, um, but they have this ability to add in a certain amount of drama as well as with the comedy aspects of it and everything. Uh, the Office, course, balances that. I'm gonna say it perfectly. I really, I really don't know another show that does it as well. Um, you know, and and with this, I'm definitely getting a lot, a lot of vibes from that early on, um, and I'm hoping, hoping that it continues that way. Um, so yeah, and I, I, can't, and I can't, I can't wait to finish the se- to finish the first season and then hopefully see many more of it. Um, but yeah, so we just wanted to kind of talk about that a little bit, you know, uh, if you guys have not uh, had a chance to watch it, Space Force, uh, on Netflix, a lot of fun, um, we will go ahead and give a mild warning just because, um, uh, we believe in doing this pretty much anytime it happens in a show or a movie, a dog does die off screen, um, it's, uh, yeah, that's, it, was
1: know,
0: devastating. It, it, it it is devastating, you know, um, but we, we believe in, we believe in the, what, what is it, the, is it just called does the dog die.com? Is that, is that the website? Mm-hmm.
1: That's the that's yeah. website, yes.
0: Yeah, that, that's a, that is a very important site for us here at the Phantom Correspondence, um, you know but uh but yeah so so by in in, in episode two at least uh, i know that at least one dog has died um off screen you know but still all the same this is sad um but uh but still still a fantastic show so far like i said uh I i gotta
3: ask um when you saw that
0: were you surprised i kept watching (laughs) one hundred percent.
3: Yeah,
0: that, that really <laughs> speaks
3: to my love of Steve Carell. It does.
0: Like it's it's impressive. I remember. Yeah, that in, was
3: uh, any other show, I would have been like, no.
2: Ginny, Ginny's Jenny has to be really impressed with something in order to get through that. When she read uh, Deadpool one from all new Marvel now, and he sets an elephant on fire at the beginning of, she still read all that. So that's true. but you That's know, true. Deadpool gets and
3: that again, that so, speaks to my love for Deadpool.
2: Yeah, it doesn't so, no matter how old Deadpool is or what he does, we just all look the other way on all Deadpool uh-huh, shit. That's a different podcast. Uh, <laughs> we'll get there soon enough. But if you know Josh, <laughs> I hit, hit a little bit on that one every time. So just you know, every single time. I didn't even bring reason. that up. I <laughs> didn't even bring Deadpool up. That was all you. That was all me. That was all me. I, I'm not gonna lie. It's all me.
0: My okay. thing. Oh. moving on All right. here I am <laughs> moving on to our main story this evening um if you guys have been following the podcast the last couple of weeks uh we have been doing what we call fandom defense court uh the basic premise of, of the series has been basically one of us picks a character or at least <coughs> for round one here we pick a character and then the the rest of us uh pick questions to ask about that character um uh, defending them is not necessarily, it's not necessarily mm-hmm. so much about, you know, defending uh, your knowledge of the character, more about defending what you believe the character stands for. Um, Josh already covered it in the first week uh, with uh, Batman, and then Al uh, covered it uh, two weeks ago, excuse me, because we did take a break. Uh, two weeks ago with John Constantine, and tonight we have Jenny, who is going to be defending. Uh, Jessica Jones tonight. I'm kind of
1: so, as
3: I love Jessica Jones, I'm kind of wishing I picked Deadpool
2: now. Just I think that would have been saucy. it would have <laughs> been, <saucy. laughs> been saucy? We uh, we could we could
0: we could do that later though. You know, yeah, we, like man. you said, another podcast. So you know, I love you know? my girl
3: Jessica, so we're good.
0: Yeah. Um. But yeah, the the questions that we're gonna be asking, uh, not necessarily so much maybe always things that we, that we ourselves believe in, but things that we think that people would want to know about her, uh, things that people would want to, um, hear more about from her. And, uh, yeah. And, and also, uh, just to give people a little bit more of a, of kind of an understanding of who Jessica Jones is, uh, of course, with, with Batman in the first week, you don't really, you know, everyone kind of has their own kind of ideas of Batman and everything. Um, and then with John Constantine, of course, you, that is a character that is really a, not nearly as well-known. Um, so people will hopefully kind of learned a little bit more about him. But Jessica's kind of the same way, you know? So, so we're going to jump right into that, um, kind of learn a little bit about her. Um, so let's see. Well, actually, we uh, before oh, we yes, ask the please. questions,
2: I think uh, we didn't have to do this with Batman. But with Constantine, we did it. I think we should do it with Jessica Jones um, because they're – kind of on the same level of popularity i believe mm-hmm. might be a few out there who don't know who jessica jones is so jenny um you know can you just like give us a background of of the character of jessica jones uh i know you in particular you, i know you've read some of the comics but in particular you're coming from the tv series so can you just give us a background of who she is what she does that kind of thing
3: sure yeah um so jessica jones um is you know just your average woman um she loses her family. Um, in a car accident, which led to her um, getting super strength, basically. She was um, uh, experimented on um, without her consent, basically. Well, not basically, without her consent. Um, and so she, uh, she ends up um, she doesn't want to be a superhero and she ends up becoming like a detective and helping people that way. Um, and then a whole bunch of other stuff happens that I don't want to Uh, spoil like any of the questions that people are going to ask but um she's very intricate she's very relatable um yeah i think um yeah i mean that about sums her up uh that's a synopsis without getting too deep into it uh before y'all ask questions i think i did a pretty okay job
2: (laughs) yeah there there are gonna be yeah um there are gonna be spoilers here Yes. Um, so I mean, well, no I figured
3: really- that, but like, I just didn't want to like get ahead of the questions.
2: So yeah, yeah. Um, the only thing I would say you didn't mention, uh, you know, she she does on Alias Agencies, which is kind of her private detective, uh, right. company, which is important because the the Bendis comic is called Alias, right? And mm-hmm. you know that, one, yeah. that yeah. called. Yes. And uh, yeah, in the comics, she's a little different because she she tries to be a superhero, doesn't work out and then she becomes a private detective where i think in the show they just kind of are they're almost inverting matt uh there is a really hilarious part in the first season where uh trish shows her the jewel costume and she's like there's no way i'd ever wear that Mm -hmm. which is just great um because she was really a very basic kind of almost uh captain marvel like kind of character for a while um but the TV show—we're gonna get into that. We're really gonna focus more on the on the TV show, I'm pretty sure. Which I think, and in all honesty, I think the TV show does a better a better job of um, to, uh, does a better job of telling the story. of Jessica Jones in the comics too. Um, so, so I'm I'm actually pretty excited about this. So, Al, I think you've got the uh, the first. Al's got the first questions, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Al, I think you got the first questions, man.
1: Absolutely. Um, so, um, a lot of times when we talk about uh, the fictional characters we like, um, specifically um, these superheroes and comic book characters that we love. Um, We always think about them or talk about them as being um, either inspirational or aspirational, you know, they're characters who we can look up to, who are good examples to follow, um, and things like that. Um, In the case of Jessica Jones, who's a character who uh, whose story and whose behavior is um, a bit more dark than um, a lot of other comic book characters. Um, my my introductory question to Jenny tonight is, what kind of uh, what kind of example or uh, a role model um, is Jessica Jones, particularly for um, for younger people? Um.
3: I would say, uh, her individuality, um, is what stands out to me. Um, she, uh, just does not care what anyone else thinks. Um, but at the same time, she is a genuinely caring person. Um, and, you know, things do bother her, but she just doesn't, she doesn't let herself like gush over it. Um, and, uh, and yeah, she doesn't let anybody tell her what she's going to do. Like, she's very very independent and um i think that's definitely something that sticks out and something that uh isn't always super obvious to like to it isn't very obvious in a lot of other characters i feel like so i think that stands out uh with her is that kind of answer your question or
1: yeah um yeah um it does, um, and uh, that actually allows me to kind of lead in to uh, my next question as well. Um, I kind of expand upon it in that um, uh, again with a character like Jessica, uh, Ch- Jessica Jones, um, we have a character who whose story is very dark. Um, um, she um, she's a character who who drinks a lot. She's a character who fights a lot of her inner demons. She's um, a character that um, some people would say um, is, is, is very controversial. Um, and a lot of her stories, specifically with the show, um, have to do with very, very real themes um, and very, very dark sides of not just the Marvel Universe, but also of um, reality. Um, in the show, there's themes of sexual exploitation, um, um, sexual and physical abuse and violence, um, there's themes of, of abortion, there's themes of all of these things. Um, so, my question um, would be when it comes to writing for Jessica Jones and the stories that she has and the situation she finds herself in, um, would you say that the writing for her character is almost overly s- self-intelligent on the depressing side? Would you say it's kind of falls into a falls into a trap of being um, just kind of depressing for the sake of being depressing. Um,
3: no, I don't think that at all. Um, I feel like, um, in the TV show, particularly like, um, you know, it is, it is dark and depressing. Uh, but the first season I think is a good example of this. You see her go through, um, all the stuff she does with Kilgrave and like, he's controlling everything and, but she ends up being victorious. And in the best way possible, um, and I just feel like you know there's so much positive in her stories, um, and I feel like although they are dark, the the positivity is a lot lighter because of that. Does that make sense?
1: Oh um, yeah, yeah it does. Um, yeah, so you don't, so you don't think any other writing really. I don't want to say goes too far, but but s- s- self indulgent, I think yeah, is really the I, right word.
3: Right? Yeah. Um. I I I don't. Um. I think I think it's important. I think those things need to be talked about, and I think she does so, or and the writers usually do so in a way that um, people can relate to and not feel. So alone and feel like i don't know i feel like it's i feel like they're all empowering uh at the end of the day and you know it's stuff you shouldn't shy away from
1: so okay no no i got you i got you i think how i think how you closed that just now with things that we shouldn't shy away from i think that's a really good way to kind of describe her um, her stories and her content yeah i think that's really good Okay. Cool. Yeah, um, Joshua, I believe you have some some s- s- six out of three questions to me.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna go a little rogue here um, because I thought of this question while she was while she was answering your first one, Al. Um, oh snap! Because and, and the one the thing and also we need to be more like Ginny um, because Ginny gives us a little more time to explore the character, whereas. <clears throat> Uh, and, and and I'm saying this and and knowing that like we're gonna have four questions for Jake next week on Superman, it's gonna be like three hours. Um, <laughs> me and Al we're both very very wordy and talkative, and you're being very succinct with your answers. And they're very then and, and they're all correct. I, that's that's not a bad thing. Uh, it's just you just don't have the 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 wordiness gift that me and Al do apparently. Um, or the or the curse. Um, but it does give us a little time to 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 more so the curse. Yeah, more the curse. Yeah. <laughs> But it does give us the time more to ask these follow-up questions, um, because, you know, you were uh, the question was what kind of role models Jessica Jones? You you spoke specifically about her individuality, and if you if you watch the show, one of the one of the more frustrating aspects of the show, um, and something that they do very well in comparison to another Marvel property, which I'll talk about in a second. But one thing that the show does very very well is they they want you to be frustrated alongside Jessica Jones. In my opinion, alongside Jessica Jones as well. Um, frustrated by the fact that every single person in her life at some point is like, Jessica, you're just not doing this right. You just need to change and all this. And it's like, it's the most frustrating thing for three seasons. Um, And so, so my question is because, because here's the thing, I personally believe, you know, and, and, and once again, this is, this is not a, this is not shots fired. Okay. But I personally believe that that's what the Captain Marvel movie was trying to do. Because the whole first hour and 40 minutes of that show is basically someone telling Carol that you can't do this, you're not good enough to do this, don't do this, you don't understand. So one of the questions, and, and, and I'm going to be honest, you know, even though I defend the Captain Marvel movie, I think Jessica Jones is so much better. So why does Jessica Jones do such a good job of showcasing that individuality? I- I- individuality Did you hear that <laughs> individuality right. i was
1: going to go but man i can't
2: i can't i can't i can't let that go individuality in the face of really just rampant criticism why does jessica jones do that so well and so many other properties don't because i because I, 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 I think captain marvel fails in that in that respect um mm-hmm. uh, you know so so why does jessica jones do it so well and, Kat, and something like captain marvel doesn't
3: well i think because, like, when you see Jessica struggling with something, it's not necessarily um, like, okay, like, if somebody is like, you're not doing this right, she doesn't even question them, really. She just kind of ignores it, right? Like, she's very confident in her all of her choices. And that, to me, comes. the writers are do a very good job of making sure that you can tell that she's very confident with her choices. She does not care what anyone else thinks. And I think um, Captain Marvel, I feel like I just don't feel like she never came off to me as confident um, in well any of her decisions, but that's a different that's a different podcast, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, I feel like that's one of the reasons, and um, also I think her ca- the characters that she's paired with, um, aside from her being well written, her the characters that she's paired with, such as Trish, who does everything to make herself look good. Um, so I think that kind of gives a good contrast, uh, to Jessica because they are polar opposites. Like Trish just wants to, wants everybody to think she's amazing and Jessica does not care. So I think that has a lot to do with it too. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my answer.
2: Okay. All right. I, I, I I thought that was, I, I, yeah, I didn't really think of that until I was saying that. And, and I do, I think, I think if there had been a little more, there's a lot of things to criticize about the Captain Marvel. Movie. I, I do think it gets a lot a, a bad rap, but there's a lot of things to criticize about it. And I do think if some of that had been written a little differently, we'd think differently about that character because it's really not how the comic character is at all. In fact, the comic yeah, well, character. well,
3: Carol, Carol, Danvers and Jessica Jones actually like interact quite often in the comics.
2: They do. Yeah. So they, it, I have it,
3: to assume she's an okay character, uh, but you know.
2: Well, but it, the what their interactions in the comics are very are very interesting because. Uh, typically, they're, they're two characters understand each other because they're both characters that are really, really inside of themselves. Uh-huh. Um, you know, like th- that are really, you know, um, really self-reflective of, of things that have happened to them and things like that. And um, and, and so and, and that self-reflective kind of leads into my next question um, because I've, I think the, <laughs> you know, there's, the, we don't really, we, we get hints of this answer throughout the show um but I, I do think it is the kind of the the moral center of the show involves this question which is why does jessica jones help people if she doesn't like people because jessica jones does not like people i mean i mean that, that's, that's yeah, the thing no, I know. Uh, and it's not <laughs> and, and, and it's not really like a like a funny like roddy dangerfield kind of thing <laughs> it's it's a deep seated I'm it it's a deep seated, it, it, you know, um, you know, just like distrust of just about everyone in the world. Um, and so, but at the same time, you know, uh, with the exception of the second season, which does become personal to her, in the first and third seasons, she's doing she's dealing with something and putting herself out there in a way that doesn't have any real benefit to her. Um, so, like, why does she help people if she doesn't like them?
3: No, that's a good question. Um, I, you know, one of the reasons I love Jessica Jones is because I really do relate to her, because I I also do that. I help a lot of people that I really, really dislike. Um, and the thing is, like, at, at her core, I think you know, she still cares and she still loves people but she doesn't like them. And so, like, she knows what's right and what needs to be done and to be honest, if she didn't do a lot of the things she did, she wouldn't be able to sleep at night because that's just who she is, is caring about people. Um, But, you know, that doesn't mean you have to like people. You don't have to, you know, want to be around them all the time to help them. So that's at least my answer. I don't know how true that is of her character, but um, that's how I perceive it because that's how I am, I guess. So probably doesn't answer it accurately, but... (laughs)
2: Yeah, I, I think, I think that's a, yeah, I think that's a good, good way to, uh, to look at it. Um, I, you know, and, and so that, once again, that bleeds in this next question, um, you know, is for me, the, the show, the, the, all of the, the, where the Netflix shows, um, are most successful, um, and I'm saying that's not having watched Iron Fist, um, but but the ones I've ones I've watched, uh, all Daredevil, all Jessica Jones, uh, uh, you know, the first season of Punisher and first season of Luke Cage, um, they are extremely good at uh, discussing trauma, and so the so one of the one of the things I think that needs to be asked, the questions be asked about Jessica Jones is, you know, is Jessica Jones defined by her brokenness, or her ability to overcome that brokenness? Because you know, she talks at one point, I mean, when she's talking to Trish, you know, about, um, you know, killing people, you know, um, you because know, actually, like you know, she ends Kilgrave. Um, you know, when she talks about that, um, you know, talks about the fact that that almost broke her. And then the whole first season is her getting over the fact that Kilgrave had made her kill somebody. Like she's more, she's more upset about that than the seems like it the sexual exploitation yeah exactly and uh, so you know that killgrave and make her kill somebody uh you know against her will she deals with that and that's you know that's where a lot of her issues come from so you know is 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 the brokenness what defines her or is it you know you know it, is it just her ability to look past the brokenness that defines her
3: i think it's definitely her ability to look past it um i think I think if she was truly broken, she wouldn't be able to do some of the things and put herself through some of the things that she continues to do. Um, I think it's just, I think the things that she went through, the quote-unquote brokenness, I think that just made her stronger um, mentally and, and possibly physically. Um, that's that's my take on that.
2: Okay. Uh, yep. Turn over to Jake.
0: Um, uh, <clears throat> yeah, so I've actually, um, uh, my questions were kind of, my questions were kind of, kind of interesting just be, just because most of them actually got answered by the fact that I just now watched season three. Um, uh, so yeah. yeah, so, so like I actually was trying, it was like thinking like all day today, I was like, what can I ask her to really kind of explain more of, um, that season three doesn't. Because, you know,
3: oh, this is also. Can I just say this is like a this is a weird character because we all really like Jessica Jones, so it's kind of like I'm sure that was very difficult for y'all to think of questions.
0: It it, it was, you know, just um, just because because like you said, you know, there's really because like like with the other ones, like even with like Batman, like we were trying to think of like objectively, and there's so many random like forums on on the internet that are just like. Randomly, like bashing Batman for some reason, you know, and pretty much no one really dislikes Jessica Jones, um, you know, and that's honestly because she is
1: such a relatable character. Um, uh, but I, w- I did come up with. Oh yes, please. I would have to say, um, I disagree with that last s- s- statement entirely, Jacob. There are loads of people who don't like Ch- Jessica Jones. Um, yeah, I was going say that it's too. It's just that um, <laughs> it's you, you may, not, <laughs> Why? you may not, you may. You may not have encountered those people. Um, you probably spend your time with better people than I find at on um, the random comic book sh- shop. <laughs> but um, <laughs> if anything, the challenge if anything, the challenge for me was not finding questions because I hear questions about Jessica Jones's character all the time. For me, the challenge was like trying to weed through those questions and find find ones that are worth asking and are worth repeating. After I've heard them, because, um, because, again, I spend or I, I used to I haven't in a while, but I used to spend a lot of times um, a lot of times in various comic shops, And you would you would be surprised at the kind of things that people have to say about Jessica Jones. You I would be surprised. I,
0: I, I, I don't get it. I, I really don't. I, I've,
2: I've heard a so
3: female character.
2: Yeah, I've heard several times, particularly from guys, that the female drama in Jessica Jones just turns them off.
1: And there
3: isn't even that much female drama, to be honest, because I wouldn't like it if it were like that.
1: Well,
0: um, that does does actually lead to my first question. Um, You know, because the show itself... um, takes a very, very different very, very different path with the character of Patsy Walker um, better known as Trish in the show and then to comic book fans is known as Hellcat in the original comics and everything Um, they take a very, very different tone very different story arc everything about her is pretty much different except for, you know, like in the first season, you know it was just, oh, you know, she was the she was the child star and then you know, she and she like trains,
2: you know, and that was I am sorry I gotta step in here. Oh, because okay. in the first season is she's a child star who trains who steals illegal steroids to become a superhero okay. at almost, yeah, and almost yeah, so I gotta be like, honest with you, so Jake. I feel I, like they've
3: been they, he's always been a horrible character. Like
2: apparently, apparently, yes. you didn't hear the threat and the hmm yes" that Jenny said <laughs> when you started this question. I was getting there. Okay. So, <laughs> so I mean, it's like, there I, was I, no I, I'm, I'm helping you, dude. I'm helping you. You need to get the right stuff out there about Trish because, you know, I'm just.
0: Okay, so I was, I was getting to the aspect that Trish, by the end of this, becomes a full-on villain. Like, Trish is a horrible, horrible human being that after that and, – and, and the first season, you're like, eh, she's done some pretty iffy stuff. By the end of the second season, you're like, gotta hate her. And then by the end of the third season, you're like, she's literally a villain. Like, there's no other way around it, okay? So what I was going to ask you about, though, is this fact that Jessica has such a loyalty to her all throughout the first season and throughout most of the second season. And then even in the third season, it comes back a lot of times. Um, and it's something that she kind of struggles with because of course there's, I mean, since we're all about spoiler warnings as it is, you know, of course, Trish kills your mom at the end of the second season, you know, someone that she, you know, as Jessica puts it, you know, in the third season, something that she never had, you know, And then, of course, because Trish is Trish, she makes it all about herself and says, "You always had me," and you know, which is just awful. But my question is, I think you're answering your own question, like as as I'm doing it. Yeah. But my question (laughs) is, is like, what does that kind of relationship and that kind of loyalty really say about Jessica as a character, in your opinion?
3: Um. I well, I would say Jessica, in my opinion, is um, much more patient and loyal than I would have been. I think when I was watching the third season, I even texted you guys and I was like, oh my God, like I would have, I don't know. You, you can't compare a mother daughter relationship with any other relationship. So like when she, when Church said that, I was just like, oh my God, like I, I was done. Like I, you just, you just can't do that. Um, and Jessica is a much better person, but I think it's because of, you know, they did grow up together. um, And I don't know. I honestly can't give that a complete answer because I'm just like, uh, just like, I'm still appalled by it. So (laughs) I I wouldn't have handled that the way Jessica did.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely do, do understand that. Um, But yeah, I felt like it's such a, it's such an important, an important part of the show, like her character as a, in general, that like I was, I was like, if anyone listens to this and they don't hear us talk about Trish at least once, and ba- basically in warning, then you know they were actually watching the show that they're gonna be like, why did they not say something about how awful this person is? Um, yeah. Because and, I mean, yeah. like
3: you, you, you try to understand because like you know they did grow up together and they were like after Jessica lost her entire family, or so she thought, um, you know. All she had was Trish because Trish's mom was freaking crazy. So, like, it's, sure. I don't know. I, you know, I haven't, I, I have never been in that situation, you know. So, like, I, I don't know. You try, you try to understand it. Um, but, but yeah, that, that's like the one thing I didn't really get about the, the series. But mm. I, I do think the writers do a good job of explaining it. It's just me personally, I didn't get it. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I, I fully understand that. Um, sticking with the concept of villains, um, of course, you know in in the second season, you it's really kind of hard to, play, to place like anyone as the full villain because her her mother has her mother does some pretty awful things, but I do not necessarily consider her like the old like an actual like villain. Um, and that might be weird of me. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just oh, don't. Oh,
3: Jessica's mother. Yeah. Yeah, no, I
0: don't consider her a villain either. Okay. Um, but then you contrast that with, you know, Kilgrave, who in the comics is Purple Man, and then mm-hmm. Salinger and season three, who in the comics is a C or D list character known as Full Killer, who will never again be seen as anything but like one of the creepiest characters in like any kind he is of an film. alias
2: though, isn't he? Maybe. Yeah, he's an alias.
0: He he is? Okay, okay. See, I I don't I didn't remember him from the I have I have not read enough of the alias comics, I will fully admit that. Um I've always wanted to. Um they're kind of hard to find and a little pricey when you do, so that's really kind of the only issue. Um But um but Salinger is not a character to take lightly by any means. Um but what do you think that her villains of those, those two primary ones, you know, one being the person who, you know, wants to control her and make her his own, being Kilgrave. And the other one who, for lack of a better term, just detest her entirely and cannot stand that she is even existing as a, as a person. What do you think that really kind of says about her as a, as a character?
3: Um... Can you repeat the question? Sure. Sorry, I kind of uh, worded
0: it. No, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. Um, what do what do Jessica's villains really kind of say about her as as a character? You know, from Kilgrave, of course, being this person who really just wants to control her and use her and really kind of make her his own the way that he does with everything, pretty much. And well, then and he thought he also- was in
3: love with her and all
0: that. He did, you know. So yeah. Um, and then you also have Salander, who is a character that. Ultimately, just to test her entire species, really of, of the superpower people, um, you know, and then Jessica kind of comes, kind of crosses paths with them, and then it kind of goes from there. What do you think that really kind of says about her as a character between those two, those two villains? Um,
3: well, I mean, I feel like they kind of, I mean, those two villains in particular. Um, kind of, I feel like the writers were writing those villains basically to um, put more focus on, you know, they obviously represent other problems I think that women have, right? So, like, you know, whereas Kilgrave was representative of, like, you know, a controlling you know, boyfriend in a very extreme way, obviously, but, like, you know, representative of a, a very controlling boyfriend who says he's in love with you and, like, you know, just but basically just wants you for his own use and you know that's kind of um his point and then like you, you know you have Salinger who you know is representative of like you know a stalker you know killer and like you know um so I think they were kind of I don't know I think they're what it says about her character is like you know to you know it's uh, it right you know it's her villains are representative of, like, you know, the things that, like, the bigger issues that women are facing, I feel like. Um, I think that's, does that kind of answer your question?
0: Absolutely, yeah. No, that's, okay. that, that was definitely one of the things I was really kind of getting, you know, with season three, of course, being, like I said, since I literally just finally watched it, being so fresh in my mind, that was one of the things that I was really kind of getting from Salinger is that he is just this, He's really kind of this man, like it's, it's targeted to, it's, it's, it's interesting the way they wrote him because at the same time, every, every part of his rhetoric and everything that he says is targeted towards superheroes. Uh But you also, a pretty, a pretty solid hint that a lot of it is, is absolutely meant to be the, the guy who basically hates females at this point. Um, You know, I know that's not really what he's, what he's absolutely supposed to go for, but you can definitely tell they were kind of trying to use that a little bit to. To kind of get that message across and everything, and they well, do and it in kind of
3: classes too, because like his his villain name in the comic books is full Killer, so like mm-hmm. you know again that's something else. Um, you know he's he, he's kind of um, he's he's racist, he's sexist, he's just like all these. Things. He thinks he's a superior being basically, mm-hmm. um, and so that's you know that's why he goes. You know he kills people that he doesn't think you know are smart enough to live basically um so yeah that's and yeah. then I also think um Trist is another villain though that like kind of speaks to other things that you know as far as um well I just had a brain freeze I'm sorry continue <laughs> I don't know where I was going with
2: that
0: you're, you're fine. You were, uh, you, I mean, you, of course, you were kind of saying, you know, that Trish is also kind of addictive of, you know, the different things that maybe Jessica faces as well. Um, or really just that female face in general, maybe?
3: Yeah, I, I'm probably, I don't know. What was your next question?
0: <laughs> okay, <got> you. <laughs> Moving on to the next question. Um, really kind of an interesting one. Um, something that we, we do kind of follow throughout the entire series, um, especially. When in the first season, everything is really leading towards her killing Kilgrave, um, mm-hmm. you know, and the second one, uh, he accidentally kills the, um, the, uh, the uh, is he, he's like a police, uh, is he a warden or is he just a guard at the, at the prison? Oh, the mother killed him. No, doesn't Jessica kill him?
3: No, I don't think so.
0: Really? really? Only I, haven't,
3: I haven't seen the first season in deep. I should have watched it beforehand.
0: But... Kilgrave. There's the
3: better person she kills is
0: uh, Reva. uh,
2: Reva, uh Reva. yeah. She doesn't. didn't
0: she she kill him. See, I thought she didn't. That was, no, that was the, the mother thing. does.
2: The, mo- the, the the warden becomes a real good friend with the mother, and is really nice. And then she she has one of her episodes. The mother does and kills kills her.
0: Who's okay then what happens to the to the, the 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 guard who's a complete ass that dies somehow mysteriously in his own home that I could have sworn was Jessica
3: oh wait are you talking in the second season yes oh I'm sorry I definitely thought you said first season yes he does accidentally kill him
2: okay how do you kill him I forget because, um, uh, it's like, self-defense,
3: because he's, like, getting ready to murder her. Yeah. And, uh, she just whacks him in the head with, uh, the chair, it's, I think it's chair leg. Yep.
0: See, see, I thought, I thought that was, because I remember the, because the entire point of the second season, or, like, one of, like, the main, like, things that she's really trying to overcome after having killed Kilgrave in the first one, is, is she, is she more of a murderer than a hero? Which leads to my question, <laughs> um... Sorry, I forgot about that. I
3: thought you said first season. That's what threw me off. I was like, "What are you talking about?"
0: You're 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 fine. Yeah, you're you're like prison guard in the first season. (laughs) Yeah, no. Um, But no, it's interesting that Jessica has two deaths really on her own hands. I don't really count Riva. Technically, I know she does, but but you know that was all Killgrave and everything. So. So you have, so have Kilgrave, and you have this, the random prison guard, you know, and that she does not – she chooses to not kill anyone in the third season, um, which I think is interesting. So really just my ultimate question is to you as a fan of her, why does Jessica choose to not kill?
3: Um, well, I don't think she wanted to kill the prison guard, um, but he was literally about to murder her. Um, she's never wanted to kill anybody. Um, I mean, that's – that's, you know, one of the reasons she did hate Killgrave so much is that he would, you know, force people to hurt people. Um, But no, she's against killing because you know, it's not you know, she doesn't want to you know, play God or, you know, it's just obviously, like, why would you want to murder anybody? Like, you know, she's not, that's just not her. You know. Um, But yeah, no, I think really she didn't even want to kill Kilgrave. but if she hadn't you know there's no telling what would have happened after that so
1: um and if i could chime in as well on this if that's okay with you jenny of course um yeah um and i think this kind of goes back to um what one of joshua's questions um were um in regards to is jessica jones a character who who is defined by her brokenness, or is she defined by her ability to overcome that brokenness? And I think um, the real contrast there in characters that relates to this question of why does or doesn't she kill um, um, is really exemplified in the differences between her and another character that was featured heavily in the Netflix shows um, um, in The Punisher. Oh, yeah. -hmm. and, um, And... People who know me and my comic book opinions, they know that I really love the Punisher character. I think he's an incredibly interesting character. I think his existence asks a lot of important questions, both in real life and also in uh, the art of comic books. But, um, you know, the different one of the differences between Frank Castle and Jessica Jones is that Jessica Jones You know, she's killed a couple people, one in self-defense, one because it was Hillgrave who can literally control people's minds. Um, Whereas the Punisher's first instinct when he finds somebody who, in his definition, is evil is to kill them, um, is founded in that question that Josh asked. Um, Jessica Jones is a character who is able to recover from her brokenness, and is able to use that to foster resilience within herself and 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 move on and become something greater than what her original brokenness was. Um, as much as I love Frank Castle as the Punisher, um, that is not his gig. Uh, uh-huh. Frank Castle finds his purpose in exterminating evil men, in his opinion. Um, because he hasn't moved on from his brokenness, um, a big part of him does not want to move up to move away from his brokenness, which I think is examined really well in season one of The Punisher. I think they kind of waffle on it a little bit in season two of The Punisher, um, but but I think it kind of goes to that. I think Jessica's kind of internal debate within herself and her decision to take a higher path on that is very much indicative of her own growth and her ability to move on from her brokenness and her trauma whereas with the punisher it's it's the opposite and i think that's a really um helpful kind of way to examine that
3: yeah no that's super that's perfect yeah that's that's awesome it's a really good contrast i like that
0: this is you know with that with that with that being my last question, um, this is this is also, and and since since this is the last, uh, since Eska is really the only character that as of right now that we're talking about uh, from the Netflix series, we just have to say this: uh, the fan correspondents want nothing more than for all the shows to come back. Um, at least I'm assuming all four of us are wanting that. Absolutely, um, yes. You know,
1: mm-hmm. um, absolutely, absolutely. Because
0: if if nothing if nothing else, you know. Jessica Jones has has a, has a an ending that would be okay if there was nothing else because it's good. But at the same time, Daredevil and Luke Cage and Iron Fist all leave open these massive cliffhangers that I want to see more of. And look, I want to see season four of Jessica Jones, and Josh is already smirking at me because he knows – that nothing annoyed me more about the season three of Jessica Jones than Luke Cage's cameo. All right, all right
2: Jenny, 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 final question, final question, because here <sighs> okay. goes Jake no talking more than you are. <laughs>
0: That's I do, sorry. Final
2: question. <laughs> okay, all right. Actually, I got two questions, but here's the first one. Mm-hmm. What are the Luke Cage cameo in season three?
3: There wasn't enough of him?
2: Yeah. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Um, a-
3: you know, awesome Luke, Luke, Luke and uh, Jessica are in game. You know what I mean? Like they're—I don't know why the Netflix series has—or yeah, I don't know why Netflix didn't focus on that more. Um, I—I'm very upset about that.
0: Because we really wanted that Claire relationship and Luke Cage for some reason. Hey,
2: Claire. Claire's my Luke character Lord. on Netflix. No, hey, the- you know what? Though, like Night Nurse is a really cool character in the comics, but I don't—I don't know what's going on there. I—I uh, well, don't. Yeah. I, Night, yeah. night nurses never tell Daredevil to quit when there's literal death ninjas outside of the hospital. So, you yeah, know that's that's <laughs> <one>. <laughs> Hey, I, <laughs> didn't I know say if
3: she was cool in the show. I said she was cool in the comics. I don't know what they're doing. Like I yep. don't. She yeah. she gets worse to me in Luke Cage season two. I found her very annoying. Yep.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh,
2: yep.
3: I'm just like go off somewhere, sis. Like, man.
2: Okay. Well, final final question. Okay. Here's one here here here's one that's about Jessica Jones and you. Okay. So Jessica Jones, so so one of the major complaints, i alluded to this, I alluded to this. Jake apparently runs with a much better crowd than me and Al. One of the things <laughs> that uh one of the major complaints about Jessica Jones is that it's, you know, this ultra feminist show. Okay. Um it's really like, you know, just female centric, you know, I mean the you know, just just like female drama, you know, like I mean it's you know, Kilgrave is not a subtle villain at all. You know, I mean Kilgrave is really I mean that, that that character's coming out like at the crest of the Me Too movement, you know? And so um so the question after you, okay, because you have a really uh complicated yeah and, 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 and the only reason I'm saying this is because you've alluded to it about four times. Now, just when you listen to this back, you'll know you've alluded to this. I've counted about four times in this podcast. You have a really complicated relationship with 21st century feminist thought.
1: Yes.
2: So, why does Jessica Jones speak to you, even though she is such, so indicative of that 21st century feminist thought?
3: Um, I mean, she is, but she i don't know i jessica jones is a very female empowering series just like through the comic books and the series um she she is um but she's a different type of um i mean she's a feminist the way i'm a feminist um she's not she doesn't like overtly you know this is a controversial question, Todd.
2: I, I, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. You said uh, he's a feminist. Yeah, I'm a feminist. I want to know, okay? I compared, I compared the plot of Batman to Osama Bin Laden. That's on, that's on Spotify forever, okay? So I want to point this controversial not- question
0: Real, real quick—is Al about to be the least controversial of the Phantom
2: Defense Court so far? He was really nice about Constantine, and I tried really hard. <laughs> wild. <Wow. laughs> this I is, really, absolute, really, I this did is absolutely outside. wild. And
1: Constantine
2: <laughs> is objectively the least moral character of the four that we've got here, and I did everything I could. Okay, so anyway, so so yes, back to the question. Back to the question. Okay, though. okay, okay, all
3: right. So Jessica Jones is you know, like I said, a feminist the way I'm a feminist, like, she's not... Most of the feminists I encounter, the majority of them, <laughs> tend to blame just anything on, you know, men. And I am very much against that. And I don't feel like Jessica Jones does that a lot. Um, or, if any, really. Um, you know, She's... <sighs> I feel like if that show was truly as, um, if it was the feminist show, quote unquote, that everybody wants to call it, they would have made Trish a more likable character. Okay, I'll put it that way. Um, I don't know. Does that answer your question?
2: Not really, but, but okay. <laughs> All right. I, 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 I was really I was crossing my fingers and I was saying I hope she mentions Taylor Swift at some point. I'm not, but, but I'm not but clearly,
3: no, I'm not trying to sink the fandom correspondence.
2: I know. <laughs> clearly, clearly you're you're looking out for more than just yourself. Okay. Uh, but but uh but okay. All right. Well one day one day we will we will do an entire uh podcast on female characters in, in fandom media and I'm going to get the 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 ultra genny feminine a uh, feminine view on that, okay? At some point. Um yeah, we'll see. so yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> any other any other questions tonight? I'm good right now. Al, any closing questions or anything for you?
1: Um I don't have any closing questions now. Um I want to say um that you did a great job, Jenny. Um I think your answer to Jacob's question about um what Jessica Jones's villains say about her I think your answer to that was like was probably the best answer we've generated from this project so far um oh. I think yeah I think it was really insightful and made me think about the show in a new way um because um you know, I'll be honest I'm just a privileged dude and never thought about it and the way you've uh, you verbalized it and oh, cool. I was just really impressed. Yeah. I was just really impressed by your answer. And, um, and now that I know that Josh is trying to like bait all of us into talking about <laughs> something controversial, like I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go like, c- can we talk about the next stage of this project? Because like, I've got a prediction on what Josh is going to do to me. <laughs> i mean i mean i'm just
2: I, look I, I i i have not thought about the next round of characters we're still gonna get through superman okay but oh, yeah. but, but, but here's here's here, here's here's my thought process though on this is that so far of the three of us if you were to sit those three podcasts down and say pick out the one that's a paranoid schizophrenic mine would be the one that everyone would pick okay <laughs> so, I'm trying I'm trying to
3: make it all in right. basically. Yeah.
2: Okay. All right. I'm trying to do this a little better, okay? So uh but unfortunately, you know, uh yeah ne- next week Josh to be starts with this the Kryptonite speaks to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> so Unfortunately Jenny was very succinct, Al was very uh clinical and uh you know and and, and, and I was very uh, you know 1800s uh, revival preacher about batman <laughs> so so you know we'll just we'll, we'll just we'll just leave it at that i agree uh with al jenny your your answers were fantastic um you know a little more measured than i wanted but still fantastic <laughs> and uh, and yeah i thought, thought this was a really good one jake you want to close up uh
0: i do uh jenny do you have any closing remarks that you want to say about Jessica or about really just anything in fandom uh
3: I, I would say that anybody who has preconceived thoughts about Jessica Jones and refuses to watch her for any reason, you're doing yourself a great injustice. Um, definitely watch her show on Netflix and uh, read her comics. They're really good. I haven't finished them all, but um, I'm liking what I'm reading. So, yeah.
0: Fantastic. Absolutely. Um, thank you all so very, very much for, for listening to us uh i want to thank uh al and josh for generating some fantastic questions i especially want to thank jenny for doing such a fantastic job on this uh al and josh were both absolutely correct your fan your answers were fantastic um and you you made me think of it a little bit differently about the show as well um so no fantastic job tonight jen um but yes thank you all so much for listening um as, as we have said before if you want to show a little bit extra support no, to us uh, beyond beyond just being a uh, avid listener uh, hop on over to patreon.com look for fandom correspondence on there uh, you know donate a little bit we definitely appreciate it um, and if you do uh, five dollars i think is the minimum and you can actually get into the conversation about what some of our podcasts will be about in the near future um, we've got a few planned out I think to the end of roughly July, early August. But I think after that, we're going to start kind of looking at um, maybe do, maybe doing some kind of fan-related stuff. So if you guys are interested in getting involved, please hop on over there. Uh, give us, Show us a little bit of support, and we definitely appreciate it. Um, as always, with our, and we're going to end with our motto of fandom is for everyone. Um, this series and all the stuff that we've been doing so far has just been about hopefully showing you guys a couple of characters that we love, giving you guys some insight into... Something else that you can look into later or something that you can just enjoy listening to us talk about or something you can enjoy, you know, finding out more about yourself. Um, So, yes, thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you all next week. Have a good night, guys.